Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Episode 8 of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, and we've got a great show for you today with Barstool Sports producer Avery Zareski, a season ticket holder for the Rangers, diehard New York Rangers fan. I'm going to talk about Adam Fox being a Norris Trophy finalist going up against Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman. And I'm also going to answer a question from a listener regarding the New York Rangers fans that are supporting the Islanders' Stanley Cup playoff run. So we've got that, and we've got a lot more. Let's get into it. In my personal opinion, I think Adam Fox should win the Norris Trophy, but do I think that he will win it? No, I do not. I think they're going to end up giving it to Victor Hedman. It's his fifth straight year being a Norris Trophy finalist. Victor Hedman's an established guy in the NHL. Adam and Kale, Kale McCarr being the other finalist. Two young guys just making a name for themselves in the league. This was Adam's you know, first kind of breakout year. And what sets him back, which is honestly a positive in my mind, is that the Rangers did not make the playoffs. And for me, I think that makes it more impressive what Adam did this year, putting up 47 points in 55 games, five goals, 42 assists on a team that did not make the playoffs, whereas Victor Hedman with nine goals and 36 assists, 45 points in 54 games, and then Kale McCarr with eight goals, 36 assists, 44 points in 44 games, don't have that comparison because they were both on incredible teams this year that probably should have met in the Stanley Cup Finals. I know Colorado was knocked out and Tampa is now down one nothing to the Islanders, but those were the two best teams going into the season. So for them to have a great year, it was kind of expected. But for Adam, no one really anticipated Adam to have this breakout year. So for me, it's very impressive that he put up these numbers on a team that was not even close to making the playoffs. Ah, they were a little close to making the playoffs, but for a team that, you know, the last week of the season, the last couple of games were kind of irrelevant. However, the argument for Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr put up a point a game as a defenseman in the National Hockey League, his second season. He just won the Calder Trophy last year. And having a point a game as a forward is insanely impressive, but doing it as a defenseman is incredible. He's probably, in my mind, the most skilled defenseman in the NHL. He's the best skater by far. And the way he sees the ice, the way he shoots the puck, I do think he is the best defenseman. But I'm not sure that he had the best season. I think Adam really stood out this year. His hockey IQ, the way he sees the ice, the way he slows down the game, he plays at his own pace. He does not panic. He impressed everyone in the NHL this year. Analysts, reporters, media, players. I mean, his name is now known across the league. And I think he won't win this year simply because NHL politics, whatever you want to call it, I think they're going to give it to Victor Hedman just because of his status in the NHL and being on the best team and. Uh, it's hard to argue against Hedman, but I think he's going to get it. 
he had more goals than Adam and goals are also important. Um, but you can't knock what Adam Fox did this year. And I do think, and I said this in the, in the interview with Avery, I do think he will be in the Norris trophy discussion for a very long time. Either way, there's no wrong answer. All three guys, very worthy. All three guys, incredible defensemen. And I'm excited to watch, especially watch Adam and Kale kind of go at it, you know, for throughout the course of their career, because they did play against each other at Harvard and UMass. They met in the 2019 NCAA tournament where UMass beat Harvard. But these two, watching these two play against each other for the next 10, 15 years is going to be incredible. So we are very lucky as hockey fans to watch these two go at it. I do have a question from a listener this week. Jason Bisnoff sent an email saying, how do we feel about Rangers fans pulling for the Islanders in the playoffs? Seems to be somewhat common and makes me question those people's fandom. A huge part of being a Rangers fan and hockey fan is rooting against rivals. So where I do agree with that statement, I do want to make a few points. I'm cheering for the Islanders to get to the Stanley Cup final. I want the Islanders to do well but simply because of where we are in the world right now. It's been so fun to watch the atmosphere in Nassau Coliseum. I just watched game one of the Islanders against Tampa, and there was no atmosphere in Amelie Arena. It was pretty silent throughout the entire game. And to make the point about Rangers fans rooting for the Islanders, this wasn't the case last year in the bubble. I think this year is different, and I don't think it's going to happen in years to come. But for me, being from Long Island, I have friends from high school who aren't hockey fans that are talking about the Islanders, and it's so exciting for me that everyone's talking about hockey and everyone's talking about this run. And I was actually in the building for Game 3, the Islanders against Boston series, and that place was electric. It felt normal. Life was back. It felt great. And for me to see that happening where I live, where I'm from, and just seeing people be passionate about hockey and hearing everyone talk about hockey, I think it's great for the game. And I would rather watch a game in Nassau Coliseum in the Stanley Cup Finals than watch a game in Amelie Arena, at least, you know, on my couch where I could hear the fans and hear the electricity and hear the atmosphere. And the fact that, like, there's a case out there that the Islanders are boring is just not true because any single hockey fan or any person that likes watching hockey, every time Matt Barzal is on the ice, it's exciting. That guy is incredible, and he is so much fun to watch. And he, he might be one of my favorite players in the league, honestly. His skating ability is insane. His playmaking ability is insane. And the way he scores goals is just so exciting. I, I actually do love Matt Barzal. As a Rangers fan, I'm going to say that. And listen, people are going to shit on me because I consider myself a diehard Rangers fan. But the rivalry is better when both teams are good. In the last 20 years, when the Rangers were making the playoffs every year and they were good, the Islanders were dog shit. And now the narrative has flipped where the Islanders are making the playoffs the last three, four years and the Rangers haven't. And it's not exciting. Like you want a rivalry like Philly and the Penguins when both teams are actually cup contenders or, or what we saw this year with Florida and Tampa. Like both teams being good is good for the rivalry. It makes it fun. If one team's good and the other team sucks, there is no rivalry. So I want the Islanders to be good. I want them to be relevant. And you know, people do say, "Oh, I fucking hate the Islanders. I want them to lose every single game because that's what a real Rangers fan would want." Like it's a ridiculous thing. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't care so much about how bad or good the other team is. You should just care about your own team. And if there is a rival, great. It makes it so much more fun. That's where I stand on this. I want the Islanders to do well. I don't want them to win the Stanley Cup, but I would love to watch the Islanders get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I want them to play Vegas. I think having games in Vegas with that crowd and then in the Nassau Coliseum with the Islanders crowd just makes for a better Stanley Cup Final. Is there any hockey fan out there that wants to see Montreal versus Tampa? No. I mean, maybe in a normal year, yeah, Montreal would be a sick team to have in the Stanley Cup Final, but this year when they're only allowing 2,500 fans, nobody wants that because it's not fun and it's not exciting for anyone that's watching. Like you, you want the best atmosphere, you want the best product for the NHL. And in my mind, that is Vegas versus the Islanders in the Stanley Cup finals. I'm not cheering for them. If they lose, I'm not upset. If they win, great. 
but I think that's where Rangers fans can stand. I don't think this is going to happen for years to come. I think where we are in the world right now, it's exciting to see this kind of passion and this kind of atmosphere and this kind of feeling back in sports. So that's why I think it's allowed this specific year. That's all I have to say about that. So thank you, Jason Bisnoff, for writing in because I love answering listener and fan questions. I do want to take a second and talk about a sponsor, Blue York. For those of you who don't know who they are, they are a fan-made brand that makes custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts, as I'm wearing right now this cool hat and this cool t-shirt. I'm a big fan of their brand. I'm a big fan of all their products, their merch. So go check them out. I am bluyork.com, I-A-M-B-L-U-E-Y-O-R-K.com. And use code Johnny, J-O-N-M-Y, to get 15% off of everything on their website. Use my name. I love their stuff. You should get your Ranger gear before next season starts because it's great, especially this hat. I love this fucking hat. It's awesome. Really cool and comfy clothing, and they get a lot more stuff to offer. So go check it out. I do want to go into the interview with Avery Zaretsky. You guys really enjoy it. A lot of cool stories about Barstool, cool stories about the Borelli streams. So stay tuned and enjoy. I am very excited to be joined by a Barstool sports producer and a huge New York Rangers fan, season ticket holder, all the above. Welcome to the show, Avery Zaretsky. Avery, what's going on? Pleasure to have you, man. I'm so hyped to be on this podcast. I'm glad uh, AJ connected us because um, I love his brand. I love Blue York and uh, it's about time that start up a podcast and who better host to have you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate those guys too. Blue York has been very kind to me rocking the hat and the, uh, the bread man shirt right here. Sick. Love but it. Uh, I, I do want to not talk about the Rangers right off the bat. I do want to talk about the Islanders because I have seen you on Twitter lately, just ripping Ranger fans for cheering for the Islanders, which I totally understand, but I'm kind of one of those guys and I've touched, I've touched on it in the intro to this episode, but I'm one of the guys that doesn't mind seeing the Islanders do well. I'm, I get shit on for it by other Ranger fans, which I totally respect. But what is your stance on the whole Islanders Tampa going to the conference finals thing? <laughs> I've never seen this in my entire life. Yeah. Like, are people out of their mind? Like, how? How is it? That's like a Yankees fan saying they'd root for the Red Sox in the, in the playoffs. Like, are you crazy that that is such a black like that is out of this world saying like that you're going to root for the Islanders over the Bruins? Are you crazy? It's like, funny. I, my cousin called me yesterday and because I think he saw that I like liked your tweet or whatever. And he goes, yeah. I fucking hate the Islanders. I fucking hate their colors. I hate everything about them. I hope they lose. I hope they die. Like all this shit. And I'm like, I don't mind it. You know, <laughs> they make me sick. Like yeah. the team makes me sick. I, I love Frankie Borelli because he, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's become a very good friend of mine through work. And um, I, I, I was happy for the Borellis, but obviously I didn't want the Islanders to win. I was rooting for the Bruins. Like either way, you know, it was either the Borellis are happy or the, or I'm happy that the Islanders are out. I think they're going to get out this this coming round. But I mean, mm-hmm. man, I, I couldn't believe how many people are rooting for the Islanders and say they're diehard Ranger fan. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Well, well, what's your prediction for the Islanders Tampa series? This is gonna this is gonna air on Monday after Game One, so the Islanders will probably be down one nothing in the series. But what's your prediction? Yeah, I think um, I think the Islanders will give them a fight. They're they're really they are a very very good team. Uh, they have the best coach in hockey, and I'm gonna say I say it probably goes six. Mm-hmm. So you think you yeah. think Tampa closes down Nassau Coliseum forever? Mm-hmm. Wow. For sure. They're, I mean, they're just they're just overpowered. You see what Dougie Hamilton said the other day? No, what would he say? He's like, we lost to a team that was 18 million dollars over the cap. Oh, I did see that actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. So they were ripping into, he was ripping into Tampa a little bit. I mean, they definitely, 
They definitely finagled the system. I know Chicago did that a couple of years back in 2014, uh, not 2014, whenever they went on their cup run with the LTIR right. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you mentioned so. Borelli and the Borellis and the Islanders, and I know you've been doing the live streams with them at Borellis in Boston, back and forth. Are those going to continue throughout the Eastern Conference Finals, or are those just done because Boston is kind of irrelevant now? Yeah, so I actually found, I literally just felt like right before this found out that we're going to Borellis on Sunday. Oh, They're wow. going to keep doing the streams. And yep. for people listening that would like to go to Borellis, even though this is a Rangers podcast, do you like have to get tickets? How does that, like I see the line like, you know, blocks down. How does it work? How do you get into Borelli's so to watch? It's basically for it's basically first come, first serve. I know people have been making reservations through the restaurant, but I'm sure you have to do that way in advance, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, they are swamped. I know that they're partnered with uh, an Islanders blog or whatever that's doing like a uh, it's like $25 to get in. You get food, you get drinks. It's a great setup. Um, as much as I hate the Islanders, uh, I've learned to respect their fan base a little bit throughout the series. Um, I hate them beyond like (laughs) i was trying to think of a scenario that would make me want to root for them and i Mm -hmm. couldn't like 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 if i had like a family member had a gun to their head (laughs) i actually i actually might just like i don't know i'm a psycho i don't know anyways uh but yeah borelli's is awesome uh i would definitely uh if you're a neutral hockey fan absolutely would suggest going and even if you just want to see like a playoff atmosphere just go go for it. It, it it was uh it was pretty cool seeing that I will say I got to give a shout out to uh, a mutual friend of ours, probably through Barstool, but Max O'Day has become a friend of mine, a UMass guy. Max O'Day. Uh, he was telling me about how electric it was in Boston. So you got to experience the Boston live stream and the New York live stream. Yep. Tell us like the funniest moments from, from both from either and, and which atmosphere was better, New York or Boston. So Borelli's being like a, a family restaurant that was like packed in and it's a closed and a little bit more of a closed environment, I would say it was probably louder, but hurricanes in Boston was awesome. Cause you had all the chiclets guys. You had, um, you had the fans real close, like real uptight, real close. And it, it was basically everybody versus Frankie. So when the Islanders scored, you could hear a pin drop in the room and he was going absolutely nuts uh, we were on high alert. We had we had multiple security guys because you don't know what's going to happen in Boston. Mm-hmm. So I think the intensity of that, like where Frankie was basically all on his own, was probably the best uh, experience that I've ever had uh, in terms of watching one of those live streams. But uh, Borelli's was awesome, too. Uh, they 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 do a first class thing there. Mr. Borelli is the nicest guy in the entire world i would do anything for that guy i was more i I was more happy for him than anybody else when the islanders won just because just seeing his pure joy like he was telling me so they've had season tickets forever too and Mm. he said you know 20 years ago he'd walk around the coliseum you know a couple people would be like hey mr borelli how's it going when we were walking through the coliseum in game six we could not get anywhere. It was mm-hmm. like they were A-list celebrities. It was like I was walking with Brad Pitt, stopping for pictures. Frankie and Mr. Borelli are just on top of the world right now. I'm happy for him. Uh, as a company man, I'm really happy for him. But I just hate the Islanders. That's totally fair. And I must have imagined for you, those live streams must have been really hard to sit through. Absolutely. I was sitting. So I went to the game, game six. Mm-hmm. I was filming the live stream. First of all, we had connection issues. It was just, it was a nightmare. But uh, I'm sitting with my back turned to the game. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at game six. Uh-huh. One of like the biggest, most anticipated games at the Coliseum. I did not see one second in the game. I'm <laughs> filming. And my back is turned. It was crazy. 
So I imagine when the Rangers turn it around and we're back in the playoffs, are you the guy that's going to be the star of live streams? So I, I was talking to Brunelli about that all <laughs> week, all week last week. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, what are the chances that like would ever happen? Rangers Islanders. He's like, trust me, you will be in front of that screen if that happens, because that will be must see TV, you versus Frankie for a whole series. So I hope it happens. I think it yeah. will eventually. Just hopefully uh, in this long-standing time that I'm at Barstool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, yesterday you posted that video of the uh, the intern thing that was trending with Barstool and how you were pegged the Rangers guy at Barstool wanted to be the Rangers guy, and then I think was it Frankie that said something about the Winnipeg Jets hat or something? That was pretty funny. That was yeah, hilarious. yeah. So my, uh, through college there were a lot of Canadians on the hockey teams that I worked for Mm -hmm. and I got a gift, a Winnipeg Jets hat and (laughs) I wore it to work and I got shit on for it. Basically saying that you can't wear another team's hat. If you're going to say you're this diehard fan, this and that it is what it is. Um, Yeah. I had a lot of people defending me. I had a lot of people not defending me already defended me. said you Mm -hmm. can wear whatever hat you want, but ever since I have not worn the hat, I don't, I don't even think I have the hat anymore. I've only been strictly Rangers from now on, especially around this office. He said you could do anywhere, anywhere else, just not here. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it stood pretty true. Can you briefly touch on that feeling? Like, you know, yesterday was a big thing with Barcelona interns. Then you kind of, you know, you, you've obviously outgrown it and have, you know, become a big Barcelona guy. So, you know, it's kind of humbling, I'm sure, for you to post a video like that, you know, being in those shoes before. So can you tell us how you like felt when you walked out of that office to how you feel today now, you know, being established at Barcelona? Yeah, I get it. I think it kind of humbled me in a sense that, uh, you know, you can't just be gifted everything. You got to just stick to your gut. I was um, in the moment. It sucked. Like you wish you could go back and say it, but you can't like you can't just go back into his all. You got one chance and that's it. And uh, I got a lot of shit for it that day. I got a lot of people defending me that day going after Dave. And I'm like, listen, like that's just the business you're in. You just got to keep your head to the grindstone and keep going. Uh, it eventually worked out. A lot of people thought I got fired that day. I was just uh, an intern looking for a better opportunity. I just kept my head down and, uh, it's almost two years now. It's two years and, uh, I'm a full-time Barcelona employee. So I, I, I love it. Uh, this is like the greatest job in the world. Dave's a great boss. Everything about this company is just amazing. And it's just a little bump in the road that, uh, ended up blowing up in my face, but it I'm is sure. what it is. A lot of, I posted it yesterday and a lot of yeah. people thought it just happened. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sure you're happy with the decision that you didn't drop out of school. <laughs> yes. I'm very happy. My <laughs> senior year was awesome. I got to travel with the Quinnipiac hockey team. I had to, a lot of fun. Those guys were great. Um, and just enjoying your senior year. You, you, college is college was the greatest time of my life. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad I glad I stuck to my, my roots and mm-hmm. decided to go back to school. Are there any other big Rangers fans at Barstool? I saw that you had a Ranger podcast called 33rd and 7th. Is that something you're still doing? Uh, so I started that in college. I okay. met my buddy, Kevin Meiselman, uh, <laughs> in college. We were just playing – freshman year, we were just playing basketball at the courts all day, every day. And we would – after we would play basketball, him and I would talk about the Rangers for two hours. We would sit there for two hours. He's like, what are we doing? Like, we should – these conversations – people should hear this. Like, we're just, like, two diehard Rangers fans talking, like – like just not really opinionated more just talking like fans would like if I saw you at the garden and we just talked an hour about what we just saw like that's basically what it was and um it was a very nostalgic podcast we still try to do it a little bit but we're just kind of just really busy um 
it's been tough. It's been tough to do. I got really busy with work. He got busy with work, but um, it, it's fun. And in terms of Barstool, uh, it's, it's a mix of characters. Glennie's a big Rangers fan. Robbie Fox is a big Rangers fan. I'm trying to get Za into it. Za's one of my best buddies here. I've been, I brought Za to a hockey game. He loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually I ran into Keith Kincaid at the Islanders game. No we were chopping it up. Za, Za and Keith are, uh, are big friends. So uh, we were on a FaceTime a little bit, and he said we all have to get out to a Rangers game soon. But Keith, Keith's an awesome guy. Yeah, he really Island is. boy. I love Fred. He's one yeah. of the locals, but uh, I know you've been a Ranger fan, diehard your whole life, family of season tickets. And you told me prior to recording that I, I don't want to tell a story for you, but um, you told me that your family was at game seven. I'm not going to say, you know, why they're famous. So I'm going to kind of let you, let you go into it here. The big name, the big thing behind my Zaretsky name is that my grandfather, my dad, my uncle, and my cousin held up the sign. Now I can die in peace in 1994. And uh, it's lived true to this day. Every time we go to the garden, people recognize them. They were on that um, NHL Road to Vic- Victory mm-hmm. documentary. Yeah, they were really all cool. on that. So that was really cool. Um, it's just something to live by. I wasn't alive in 1994. I, I pray to the heavens that I see a Stanley Cup. But um, living through them, knowing that they got to see that, that magical run was, it was incredible. And um, every time I show a Rangers fan, they're like, no way. Like, that was like the biggest thing at that time. And um, it's cool to see that that they gained a little bit of fame from that. I mean, I think I have a poster of it in my room. So your your family is literally like in my bedroom. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, 75% of the people listening probably have a picture of it in their house as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's an iconic picture. It was, I think, rated like top five. I think Sports Illustrated gave a top five fan signs of all time when they were doing something. It was in a couple of books. Uh, it's, it's just really cool to live through. It's, it's around the garden. They used to have tiles in the, um, on the floor before they redid the garden, they had tiles, like people bought tiles and they were on the floor of the garden. And one of them said, now I can die in peace. So we actually got that. It was really cool. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I love it. So in terms of your, you know, Ranger fandom, you've had season tickets, obviously, like we said, what are like the top five or top three moments that stick out to you the most, like being in the garden, like what goals, what moments, fights, anything. That's oh, I've thought I've thought about this so long because I've I've been very, 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 very lucky to have gone to so many games. Um, I think number one for sure, Marty St. Louis overtime against the Canadians. I was there too. Uh, it's a top shelf. Just just the sickest goal. Like you you would watch Marty St. Louis all season. So every time in warm-ups, right before he got up the ice, mm-hmm. he would sit in that spot and shoot it 10 times, 10 times every time in that spot. And it just goes to show like practice pays off. Like he had his moment and that was it. And then I'd probably say number two is when they beat the Canadians to go to the Stanley cup final. I was there. That was like a dream come true. I've ne- I'd never seen anything like that. And then, um, yeah, the garden was really buzzing for that yeah. game. And just to see like the happiness and Henrik Lundqvist to be like, we finally made it to the cup. Like this is it, it was insane. And then I'd probably say, this is, the, this is the one when I say top three, really, like I, I'm deciding between two. I'm either deciding between the 2014 Stanley Cup final game four that I went to. I didn't go to game three. We went to game four and they ended up winning game You're four. You're lucky. <laughs> or, I th- or step on game seven overtime. I, I can't decide between either. They were both two unbelievable moments. Uh, anytime you could win overtime game seven, it's just insane. Like coming back against the Capitals was so cool. And then, um, man, I don't know. It's so yeah, there's tough. There's a lot. There's it's, a lot. It's so tough. 
Because mm-hmm. every time I watch him back, I get chills. Like I just like remember being in the building for that moment. So cool. So I was cool. sitting like in the last and literally the last section, like last row for that step on goal. And it was dude, that that was the loudest I've ever heard Madison Square Garden. Like it was so fucking sick. Oh, you know what? I think I know what moment three is. Brad Richards mm-hmm. and then Mark Stahl scoring. Like mm-hmm. back to back. I remember just getting back to my seat. Like I think I went to get a water. I remember just like I was literally sitting down in my seat. The period of, like had just started, and then Mark Stahl scored the game winner. It was insane. That Can you was imagine how shitty game. Joel Ward felt coming. Oh back my god, taking a four-minute high sticking. That was insane. Yeah, that's brutal. So what are your favorite memories from like I mean, I know this past season there wasn't a lot, but you know, what moment from this past year sticks out to you the most? Um in terms of game. I would say the Philly game, the Philly game where uh, Zabanajad went off. Like there were two of them, but uh, mm-hmm. the one that I was at was the nine. Was it nine one? Yeah, when the coaches all had Final. COVID and Knobloch stepped in. Yeah, that was just an awesome game to be at. I had never seen anything like that in all mm-hmm. the time being at the Garden. But in terms of the entire season, just watching Adam Fox play, I am so impressed with the way he has come through as this top defenseman for the Rangers, and he's. Looks like he's going to be it for a long time. I hope hopefully they'll lock him up to a good deal. And uh, man, what a guy, what a defenseman. Like he's not the flashiest guy, which is why um, he might not get the full Norris consideration in terms of winning it. But he's just this guy who has the sickest hockey IQ I've ever seen. He take he gets the puck and he slows the game down to him. He might not be the fastest guy like McCarr is fast. But Fox is, he's like, I'm not fast, but I know what you're going to do two steps before you even do it. And it's just, it's insane to watch. He's such a sick hockey player. I'm happy you said that because he's actually, he's a good friend of mine. And obviously I, I play with Kale, so I got to know him a little bit. So I, I see the differences and they, they are so similar. But like you said too, Kale is like the best skating defenseman I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, I do want to ask you, like, who do you think is going to win the Norris? Because there are arguments for all three. I, I think it should be Fox. I really do. Obviously, Sam. <laughs> I, I really do. Because in terms of like what he did in the regular season, he led the uh, league in NHL points for most of the season. Makar mm-hmm. um, missed some time. But I think they say they don't factor it in. Play, they don't factor playoffs in. But I think just the hype around Makar is, is just going to have him win it. No doubt. So. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think Cal- just, yeah, yeah. Cal could be the first person to ever like win the Calder and the Norris in like back-to-back years. That That's probably never happened. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's just that he is just that good, man. But the argument about Fox that I was making before, it was like, you know, the playoff is a factor, but it should be a factor that this kid carried a team that didn't make the playoffs. Like it was more impressive that he did it on like a worse team. I like that. Yeah, I, th- I think that yeah. makes complete sense. He, he's just unbelievable. Every time I watch him, it, ba- it, it baffles me what he can come up with every game. It's always something new. It's it, whether it's just a simple play behind the net where he puts it behind his back and goes around a guy or a spin move or just a sick pass to Panera and going up the wing. He's just, he's incredible. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love watching him. And I know that we'll be talking about Adam Fox for the Norris for, for many years to come. Long time. Um, but I, I think that we have another person in common as well. I think you, do you know Luke Legrano? Yes, I do. Okay. Very so, good. Fr- very good friend. So Luke and I were on the same believe podcast network. He does his uh, prospect podcast which i've been on and he actually wrote in a question a couple weeks ago that i feel like you would have a great opinion on about the pot van sucks chant after the whole tom wilson scenario happened i i have always said i've been saying it literally for the past like four or five years that the pot van sucks chant is so outdated and like it's just fucking annoying when the fans do it now 
I think we need something else to rally around. I don't know if Tom Wilson's necessarily it, but what was your whole take on the Tom Wilson hit, the suspension? And then do you think the pop man sucks chant needs to go? All right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to go in here. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I was very adamant about the Tom Wilson situation and the fact that the NHL just has a serious problem with grading um, hits and grading, you know, certain suspensions, whatever it may be. Like for a guy who has so much history of suspensions, to only give him a 5K fine. And then you see what happens with uh, Mark Shifley. Mm -hmm. It's like, where, how are they going to, have any disparity between is this a malicious intent or is this just him going for a hit? Like you got to be able to gauge that. And George Paros, I, I do think that he, he should be called out as a guy who really needs to look into better evaluation on hits and dirty plays because what, where's the line for Tom Wilson? Like, is he going to have to like hospitalize a guy for them to be like, finally be like, okay, like let's give him 40 games. Like, is that crazy to say? And then um, I think the Podvin sucks chant uh, is definitely a little outdated for this generation. People probably have no clue who Dennis Potvin even is. Uh, I, I don't know what we could rally around. I, I think it's fine. Like, I, I hate the stupid chants. Like, the Devils fans are like, Rangers suck, Flyers blow. Like, especially in a game that just has nothing to even do with it. Like, they could be playing the Winnipeg Jets and they chant it. Like, that's just so dumb. Like, mm -hmm leave that out i thought it was like uh you should just rally around like i know it doesn't happen much but remember when the rangers were playing the caps and bruce boudreaux said it kind of was like quiet yeah and can, you, like, hear can us? you hear us mm -hmm. that stuff's the best man yeah. uh i miss when marty brodor used to play and we used to just like uh do the marty chant yeah. it was i forget what game it was but it was the loudest chant i've ever heard in madison square garden it was like marty marty but it was like the like the building was shaking i had mm -hmm. never felt the building like that ever um i don't know rallying rallying around things is is hard and trying to get hard, hard to things to get things to click so i think potvin sucks is just gonna live on it's just yeah. gonna keep getting passed down i don't know what you what what do you think where are, are you uh, do you have anything in mind I mean, I, I think the pop and sucks thing just has to go. And I, I think relevant chance where like everyone's involved is just so much better. Like how many times, I, I mean, I said it before on this podcast, but when I'm at the garden and I hear the, the fucking asshole doing pop and sucks for the seventh time in the night, I'm like, we get it. Like, just, just stop. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. You know? It's a lot. I think, uh, yeah, I think it just needs to be an in the moment thing. Like yeah. the Tom Wilson thing was great. I don't know if you have to carry it over to next year. Maybe. Agreed. I mean, he is a piece of shit. I think, I think, yeah, he's a, he is a piece of shit. He's a great hockey player. I wish, I actually wish he just didn't have to do that. It's such a bad look on him. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't need to be like that. He's a top line winger. I would take him. I hate that argument. It's like, yeah, yeah. you would take Tom Wilson on your team. It's like, of course I would, but he's also percent. a piece of shit. Yeah. Thousand percent. I mean, we had Sean Avery for so many years and everyone felt that way yeah. about him, but he was my favorite player. I but love Sean Avery. He, he was my favorite player too. Same. Uh, but it is funny, too, that you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the Brujo thing, because now the Islander fans have New York Saints forever. Whenever Bruce Cassidy is in that building, that shit yep. is, is forever going to last. Yeah, that was awesome. I actually like that a lot. I think that's great. I love when a coach makes comments and the fans go after the coach. It's great. Best shit ever. And then like Best. also, I, I think about these, I don't know if you the series against Ottawa in 2011, when the Senators fans were cheering Alfie at like the 11, 11 mark of the period. And they would do it. Yeah. They did that with Obi too. Oh, yep. they did. 
and then we yeah, would the ranger fans would chant alfie sucks <laughs> like yeah that. so something I like that. that i was gonna mention i was gonna mention that i forgot the alfie one but they did that for ovi when it mm-hmm. got to eight seconds yep so if we could find a player that. each game and just do that that would be ideal. i'm in on that yeah i like I, that anything to get the crowd going like so like in recent years ever since the renovation the argument has been well the lower half is a lot of suits this and that um i do think there's a lot of diehard rangers fans in the lower bowl and i do think if there's the right channel or something to get them motivated uh it, it would be good because yeah. that building could get loud it's funny that you do say that though because the same cousin that i was telling you about before that called me about the islander thing he uh he said one of his buddies told him like a really good joke about the islander game six he said uh there was some guy walking in a suit through nassau coliseum and some guy yelled why is there a ranger fan here Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I love that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny. Uh, so I do want to ask you also because I have I have mine in my mind. But if you can go back and change one play and the outcome of one particular game from the last like decade of the Rangers since you know the 2012 to now because 2012 was when we actually got to the conference finals. What play? What game are you changing for our obviously you know better outcome? I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you one question, and you're. Uh-huh. Is it goalie interference? Mine is not goalie interference, but it is the same series. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly though. what you're talking about. Mario yeah. Gabrick? By far, if I could change one thing, goalie interference, game two against the LA Kings in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Dwight King literally laying on top of Henrik Lundqvist. Doesn't, doesn't happen. And then uh, the comeback Kings just came back and won, won the game. The Rangers had the Rangers had a lead in, in the first two games of that series like that. Mm-hmm. They should have won that series. Like you just go back and think like, what if I had, what if the rain, if the Rangers had Artemi Panarin in 2014, they went, they win the cup. I mean, that's they, no stretch, doubt. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go back, you know, I, for, I forget maybe like a couple of years later and the NHL was like, that was absolutely goaltender interference. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we dropped the ball. And yeah. that could have changed the series. Like that's one that that just could have absolutely changed the series. Well, it's crazy now it when hurts. you see that there's like the coaches review. Had we had coaches review back then, probably a different I series. I know it's insane. Henrik was so mad. Mm-hmm. My moment was uh, game one though. That Girardi turnover right to Justin Williams. He goes top shelf in overtime. I uh, like. Oh, oh my God! So you just you gave me like a flash flashback. Like it just hit me. Like I just remembered that. Oh, it happened so quick. I remember exactly so where I was. I was at my friend's house senior high school. Brutal. You know what the worst Rangers game I was ever at? Yeah, give me and the it, worst, give me the worst was, moment. <laughs> at, well, I have two. I the Henry I was at Henry gets over. Oh that was God. really bad. Oh my god. I that was that was probably the closest I've been. I've cried twice after <laughs> Rangers losses. Uh-huh. I cried after that game. And I cried after they lost to Philly in the shootout to go to uh, to go into the playoffs. Remember That's okay because that we were we were young, so the crying yeah, is acceptable. Really young. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do think Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, losing at home three nothing to the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning. How do you lose at home? How do you get shut out at home in Game Seven? Dude, that was shut, sickening. Shut out in Game Five at home too. Back to back games they were shut out at home. That was Terrible. sickening. Mm-hmm. That was the worst. I sat, I sat in silence the entire game. I was actually, I was going to use like money I'd saved up because I was, I was a freshman or no, it was my first year out of high school and I was going to go to that game and I was so happy that I didn't because I would have been fucking oh, pissed. Miserable. I was miserable. Yeah. 
But just to wrap things up, we are now in the, since there's no Eastern Western Conference, whatever, the Stanley Cup semifinals, whatever they're calling it this year. Who's your prediction to win in what would be the West, I guess, Vegas versus Montreal, and then, you know, Islanders, Islanders Tampa, and then Stanley Cup final prediction. Give it to me. Everybody's going to say Vegas is going to wipe Montreal, but man, that team looks good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to give them a run. I think, I bet you it'll probably be Vegas in six, but I definitely think the Habs are going to give them a run. I mean, you don't, Winnipeg isn't a bad hockey team. And like, they swept Winnipeg. They swept Winnipeg. Like, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. second round, you expect a team to at least win one game. Crazy they swept Winnipeg. Uh, so I, I think Montreal gives them a run, but I think Vegas. Uh, ultimately takes that. For I'm going to sure. say one thing really quick, though. Montreal yeah. is going to shit their pants when they step on the ice in Vegas. They haven't played in front of fans all year. That is true. They're going yeah, sh- to shit that their pants. Yeah. They play in front of like 2,500. This is versus <laughs> yeah. a, a max capacity arena. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be a culture shock for sure. Uh-huh. I think once they get their feet set, they'll be fine. They mm-hmm. got a lot of game. They got a lot of game breakers on that team. Toffoli is such a sick player. He could put the puck in the net from anywhere. And then you, if you got Carey Price playing on top of his game, it's going to be a hard team to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Vegas is just sick. Mark Stone, by far my favorite non-ranger. By far, watching him play is in. He is so sick on both ends of the ice. You, it, it really makes you appreciate how good you have to be to be. Uh, um, a two-way hockey player. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he's he's been stellar this this playoffs. But I know you also mentioned that you think Tampa's going to win in six as well. Yes, Tampa in six, absolutely. Uh, the Islanders will give them a run. Barry Trotz prepares that team really, really well, um, and they play great defense. It, it almost reminds me of like the Devils when they had Brodor. Like Brodor was obviously the best goalie of all time, but he had great defense in front of him. Like Adam mm-hmm. Pellick, sick defenseman. He is probably. He is probably the most slept on defenseman in the NHL. Like if, if you're an analytics guy and you see Pelic's analytics, like that guy is insane. That guy. Are you an analytics guy? Everything done. Oh, huge analytics. Guy. Really? You got to teach me a lesson because yeah. I don't know shit about it. We had Shana Goldman on last week and she's big into analytics, but yep. what, what are some of Pelic's like outstanding analytics? I, I don't really, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I really think that he, like his projected war, like the stuff that he does uh, for the team, like he, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he almost helps wins game wins games alone. Like I, I have, there was a chart that I had the other day. Um, his, his, like the team's win percentage when he's on the, like when he's playing out at the top of his game is insane. Mm-hmm. He's, he's their number one guy. He, he would be a number one defenseman for a lot of teams. Like if he played for like a, uh, I wouldn't say a bigger market team, but like if he played for like a Vegas, he would stand out easily as their, as the best defenseman, no doubt. But I, yeah. I hope he gets a little bit more rec, rec- recognition because i think he's a great player yeah no i, I agree. say recommendation on all <laughs> no you're good you're good i i i messed that up a lot too but yeah uh, so stanley cup final prediction what do you got tampa versus vegas how many games tampa vegas seven games That's seven games mm-hmm. i don't know when the last game when was the last game seven oh bruins and blues i'm done yep uh, so you think well I who's even gonna have home ice in that series if it happens probably tampa i, I would say i think tampa yeah Actually, they, I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't I have no know. I, it might be Vegas. It really yeah. might. I think they probably had the better record. Someone will fact check and have to DM me because this is not we're not we're not a facts podcast, just opinions. No. We're just uh, going off the dome. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Avery, I want to thank you so much for doing this. If you want to, you want to plug anything? You know, anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, I'm honestly just like my Twitter as my full name, Avery Zaretsky. 
I post most of my stuff on there. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's more personal stuff, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just, um, just follow along. I, uh, I post a lot of Ranger stuff, a lot of good Ranger stuff, especially during the season. Um, and it's only going to get better. Uh, I can't wait to get back in the garden. I'm going to do a lot of content in there because luckily I have those season tickets. So I'll be able mm -hmm. to be at a lot of the games, especially now that we're back in New York, we're back pretty much to full strength. I can't wait till the garden is back at full capacity because that, that is my life. That's my second home. I basically grew up at the garden. So I I'm excited. Well, guess what, my friend, I will be inviting myself to your you're seats. in, you're already <laughs> in, you're in, don't even, you don't even have to invite yourself. Well, I, I, I could honestly say that I think you're going to be a recurring guest in this podcast. So hopefully we can get you back on uh, either before the season starts or once the season gets going. It'll be a lot of fun to talk to you. Absolutely. Would love to do it. Appreciate it. I want to thank my friend Avery Zretsky once again for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a really fun conversation talking about Barstool and talking about being a Ranger season ticket holder and just the great and sad memories from the last decade. I do want to touch on the current playoff series, the semifinals with Vegas and Montreal and the Islanders in Tampa. I do want to give my predictions. I know game one between the Islanders and Tampa was complete, but before I watched game one, I would have said Tampa in six, but now I'm honestly leaning Islanders in six. I think that the Islanders are a team of destiny. I've said this before and I've, I'll say it again. I think this is their year just because with everything that's going on with Nassau Coliseum, it's the last final year of that historic stadium and what Barry Trotz has done, Lou Lamorello, they're just, they're built for this and they, they showed it against Boston. I counted them out against Boston and I'm, I counted them out against Tampa before that game, but seeing Semyon Berlamov stand on his head, seeing the Islanders capitalize, Matt Barzal is playing good. I'm going to say Islanders in six. And I mean, I feel like an asshole saying that just because I thought Tampa in six before, but whatever, I'm changing it. Islanders in six. That's what I think. As far as Vegas and Montreal, I don't I don't think Montreal stands a chance. I mean, Carey Price might be able to steal one game, but I'm going to go Vegas in four. I think that Montreal is going to shit their pants when they play in Vegas. I don't think they are going to win one game on the road. The only way they win is on home ice, but Vegas is the much better team. The only advantage that Montreal has is goaltending. So I think Vegas in four. It could be Vegas in five if Carey Price does steal one, but that's my prediction for that series. And then I think the Islanders in Vegas will play in the Stanley Cup final, which I think is the best thing for the NHL. So... I'm rooting for that. That's what I want to see. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong, so please feel free to shit on me. That wraps up this episode for this week. we got a great one coming next week, so stay tuned for next Monday's episode. Hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy the hockey, and enjoy Father's Day, because we'll be talking to you the day after Father's Day. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.